Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with Megha Mamgen, associate vice president in business health and lifestyle at Jagran New Media. And also joining us is Megha Kriplani, lifestyle, health, and women's issues writer and editor, who has spearheaded Health Shots, Hindustan Times health and wellness platform for Indian millennial women. So today, on account of World Mental Health Day, we are here to discuss the nuances involved in reporting. on mental health in india now we know that health as a beat is one of the most difficult and widely discussed beat in india it needs to be backed by hard hitting research and inputs from trusted medical sources so what you say and how you say matters the most here because as a media person you're responsible for influencing the thought process of your audience and when it comes to mental health it becomes part of an even more sensitive reportage So Megha I begin with you you know you've been heading the health and lifestyle vertical at Jagran for over 2 years now reporting editing stories on various facets of healthcare so how different is it when you're editing the stories on mental health as compared to the rest of the topics I'd like to begin by reiterating the point that you raised that firstly as journalists and as people in the media I think it's very important to understand the power that we exert on the minds of the people of the people who are consuming us sadly i mean news has done it but so has cinema popular culture television we've been careless in our portrayal of a uh, people that are uh, people who are dealing with mental health issues and um, you know they've been portrayed as being volatile as abusive or sometimes even comical and that has led to a lot of ridicule discrimination a lot of misconception so as uh, a leader of a health vertical at a publishing house i think it's my responsibility uh, there is a there's a huge responsibility that i shoulder and like you said uh, this is something that is done across all health stories because you know with the health vertical it's that you're not entertaining you're doing much more than that what you write or what you produce is going to impact the lives of the people who are consuming your content you know it's going to impact the health of the families so it becomes extremely important that credible honest and correct information is given out i have made it a mandate that whatever information we put out has to have citations it has to be credited i make it a point to include voices of the experts i mean citations and research could be national could be international but it's also important to bring it back bring it back with the sort of cultural context you know talk to the people who work within the community who know what is the cultural and the ethnic and the gender uh, context to every story i think that remains extremely important like you rightly mentioned the right sort of words these are really really important you know we are trying to inculcate the habit of respecting the people that you speak to they're not just case studies they're real people so when we say and especially when it comes to mental health you shouldn't attribute the illness as the person you know we often talk about don't say so and so is schizophrenic say that they're dealing with or they've been diagnosed with a mental illness you know be specific don't say that this person is mentally ill talk about what is is it depression is it you know has a b as he or she been diagnosed with bipolar disorder what is it so do your research 
talk scientifically and treat mental illnesses as if you would treat any other illnesses. Do not attach judgment to it. Absolutely. And you know, you've brought in so many points here. You've spoken about the importance of citation and the responsibility as a media house, as journalists, we have to report with the words that we're using, the importance of that. So while we're talking about the importance of words, I also want to sort of, you know, direct this question at uh, Meghna that, you know, for a topic like mental health, there's really no five tips to manage your anxiety or a one-stop solution. It is highly subjective and, you know, it varies from person to person. You know, when a story is being crafted, when you're working with your team, what are the kind of questions do you pose to the health experts when you're deciding? And who are, who are the people that, you know, you're actually reaching out to for inputs? What we need to understand is that even if you were to go into a therapist's office, you would be given CBT techniques to sort of deal with certain issues. Then be it anxiety or intrusive thoughts or negative thoughts. Of course, there's medication which has role to play. Counseling has a big role to play. Now, the subjectiveness or the uniqueness of the treatment that you're getting comes from the fact that you're having a one-on-one discussion with your therapist. That even in a video form or a podcast form, in any content form, cannot be done on our channels, on our, you know, different sources, social media and whatnot, mostly because it is not a one-on-one interaction, right? It's mass media that we are dealing with. When we write something, we're writing it for a mass audience. We're not writing it for one person. So how exactly do you create content? You create content by putting out a few things which can benefit people the most, number one. So for instance, if you're doing a story, let's say on anxiety, then you bring up methods like boxed breathing, you know, where you like sort of count till four, breathe in, count till four and breathe out. Those kind of methods, which would also be told to you if you were to go into therapy. Of course, every session is different. What you do then there, of course, is you talk to the experts that you're talking to. You pose questions which say that if, let's say, there is a person with anxiety and, you know, all the basic methods that you were to suggest here, if they were not working for them, if they've tried them before, if they've read them from different sources, what exactly can they do? That is when they are likely to tell you that, you know, if your anxiety is uh, worse than let's say this parameter, or if it's hampering your daily functioning, then reading an article with all these inputs, as great as it might be, will not help you. You will need to go in and seek help. So at our end, at the you know end of an editor or a reporter or a writer, the responsibility then lies to A, ask questions which can help people number one. Number two, answer some questions which may not even be asked by our audience members. So as to say that, listen, what we are doing is great. It's going to help you the best it can help you. But at some point, if it's what you're dealing with is entering your life and stopping you from functioning the way you should, you need to go seek help. All of this will only come with extensive research. You know, no matter what I say here or anybody else says anywhere, till the time the writer writing it is not researching well. They're not going deep into, you know, what their subject matter is, not talking experts, understanding where they're coming from, and then creating content which is easy to understand, has takeaways, but at the same time has some resources for people who will not be helped by what they're creating till that time they will not be able to create content which is good or rather content which can be used practically and not just be put out there because, you know, we are after certain SEO rankings. 
Absolutely. And I think what I've understood from what you've just said is that it's a constant combination of research and, you know, talk, research, which involves, of course, reading up and talking to people, taking in inputs. It's, it's a combination of that. And there's always like a call to action. So it's not your article is something that people read and they get that information, but there's always a point where they can act on and they can reach out on their personal level to a therapist, to a peer group, to a support, some kind of a support that they can seek. And, you know, while we're discussing on this, I also have this doubt, you know, when in the media, we read all these reports all the time. And people say that sometimes on a topic like mental health, media tends to become very intrusive. And it's very insensitive. So Mega, my question for you here is how true is this statement that when you say that media becomes intrusive? Are we intrusive? Unfortunately, we have seen and there's no denying the sort of news coverage when you talk about a celebrity suicide or you talk about a celebrity death uh, there are so many speculations and you know let me take you back to that case of 2018 of the Burari death case where you know there are 11 members of the family they were found dead and there was talk of everything else you know there was talk about booth and ritual and occult and everything and there was no talk about you know a possibility of um, you know a mental health issue within the family it is i mean as a as a society we do rule out mental health and there are so many memes internet is full of memes where you know india mein nahi hota hai. so uh, that, as a society we we want to negate the idea of mental illness as as a really serious issue that needs like megna rightly said that uh, it needs therapy it needs medication uh, it needs to be handled and what we need to understand is that as as news people we we need to understand that we are again i mean that this is true for every story but especially for um, stories where um, you know we need to be extra careful and extra sensitive there are people uh, with mental illnesses many will receive treatments many will recover and many of those will you know, we learn how to manage the mental illness. So headlines don't have to be sensational. We have to basically understand, I think, Neha, to identify why are we reporting on mental health in the first case? Is it because we want to increase awareness and we reduce and reduce the stigma attached to it? If that is our intention, then our stance and our whole narrative will follow, right? But if we are going to talk about, you know, creating sensationalism and we want to, and also we need to understand that mental illnesses are diverse. We cannot be painting all of them with one uh, brush. So coming back to your question, I'm sorry if I'm digressing, but when you say that are we intrusive, I think we are in the pursuit of this breaking news and TRPs and trying to put out information first. We're sort of forgetting. And this is why it's really important to condition our reporters, condition ourselves, constantly learn, constantly empathize. Apart from chasing the numbers and the statistics and the new research, etc., I think it's also important for us to be empathetic. First be people, then the next step is be reporters and journalists, I think. Absolutely. And I think you've mentioned here the importance of terminology, how important that is and the need to, while we're simplifying it for the readers, we also not, do not have to completely, you know, we have that expert opinion that we need to keep in place. And in the whole rush of deadlines and, you know, reporting and writing and sending it to the edit desk, we, we must not miss the messages we're trying to send. And while you mentioned the 2018 case, and then you also brought in Shan Singh's uh, incident, I want to actually know from Meghna that, you know, do, do you feel the dynamics in India have changed since the, since the pandemic? Because a lot of conversation has come up about mental health 
but you know there are pages there are instagram pages there are influencers talking about it sharing their journey so definitely there is a change but how much has that change been since the pandemic hit us see the change has been coming for a while now you need to understand that the change in the conversations that we are having is also because the way we create content has changed when i started out about 12 years ago the main sources from where you could go and get consume any content outside of let's say you know a meo clinic online or a web md online were your news channels your newspapers these budding little websites you know for xyz media house that were to say poor examples of what where we from where we are standing now but that was all that we had there was no instagram facebook was not a tool to you know disseminate content created by others it was a tool to connect with people youtube wasn't as huge as it is now there were no influencers there were not as many bloggers now with different sources or different content channels coming up especially content channels that individuals can run there is a lot of freedom on the kind of content that can be created and two streams when we talk about health specifically that have really benefited from this where great conversations and important conversations are being had or are basically intimate health and mental health now if you just pick up any influencer the biggest names smallest names you will notice at least once or twice a month they will come and they will talk about mental health and be it their own journey that they'll speak about candidly all through a little you know skit there are conversations that weren't there before now what the pandemic has done for us fortunately rather i wouldn't say unfortunately because i would say this is a good effect the pandemic has had on us because all of us were stuck at home for so long right the lockdown happened it was never ending we all got cabin fever there was a lot of pandemic anxiety since most of us were going through these brand new feelings which were something unexplained because you know people who were extremely happy people who would have you know perhaps even looked down on other people with certain kind of mental illnesses depression anxiety were now facing similar emotions that's where the shift came we were all in a state where we were experiencing something reporters non you know reporters journalists non journalists and thus some you know like basically more and more content on mental health was being created uh, another thing that really i think helped the entire movement was that now content creators were also doctors uh, one of the greatest things that has happened since the pandemic is that a lot of medical professionals have now taken to instagram and their influencers in their own right talking about certain things so you know psychiatrists and psychologists that you would have found quoted in newspapers were now on instagram youtube and facebook talking about things that matter how to deal with stress and anxiety of the pandemic unfortunately during this time bang in the middle of it when we were just sort of coming out of the first wave of the corona virus pandemic the sushant singh rajput uh, you know suicide happened that changed the way we looked at mental health not because it happened during the pandemic but also because the way it was spoken about you know there was the whole thing of his girlfriend being chastised the way she was the way she was sort of held responsible for his demise people not acknowledging the fact that he could have been depressed that he could have been going through something 
that brought to fore a lot of conversations that brought to fore a lot of opinions that weren't there before because a now we were stuck inside our homes b i mean in recent times i actually don't remember somebody who was an a lister like sushant passing away the way he did because unfortunately or fortunately i don't know how you put it but and you need star power to talk about anything which is important in this country as sad as it is if there was something good that came out of his passing away it was this that a huge bunch of people rallied together and they spoke about the fact that the way we talk about mental illness or the way we talk about suicide is wrong and that we need to acknowledge mental health issues as legitimate issues that are as important as this you know ache in your stomach the migraine that you're feeling the wound that you get in your arm the way we talk about mental health now the way the reportage is done about mental health now has changed i wouldn't say majorly there has been a major shift but i wouldn't say it's pan media because i still see a lot of places websites newspapers and tv channels that are still running after trps and those rankings and those numbers and are insensitive in their pursuit of that story but there is a shift and i'm hoping that this shift is you know irreversible because the shift is not just in the way we perceive our duties as journalists talking about health but it's also how we as a society have started talking about mental health taking it more seriously than we were let's say back in 2019 absolutely and i think somewhere what we've understood here is that uh, we went from a certain way of writing stories reporting on them to another way and we're still evolving i mean it's always a process and while we've become we've become open just like you said you know content creators we've had doctors who are doing that now and talking about it on the forum this is a constant process and we're right now hopefully that change which is which start because of a certain reason uh good or bad it's definitely it has hit us somewhere it has you know created that impact and you know megna you you have and both of you actually megna megna both of you have headed such empowering verticals so i recall when ht health shots was launched and you know people in the communication sector all of us we really wanted to get our doctors and health specialists featured because the stories were so diverse and you know they were addressing all the harsher topics on reproductive and mental health there's a section on mind on ht health shots so all that touched to chord with the millennial woman the focus was millennial audience so now when megna what i really want to ask you is that when you're writing for the millennial audience what is it that one needs to keep in mind see mental health or no mental health the rules are fairly simple for any audience that you want to tap into which is write in a language that they understand by this i don't mean write in english or write in hindi i mean come down to their level i'm a millennial woman i would not want to read anything on mental health or physical health or even beauty and other you know fields or domains out there in a way which is too formal which is too rigid which is written in third person i would want content which is easy for me to understand which appeals to my ethos which has certain relatability for me to read this and say that you know what i like the source of information i'm going to come back to them again this is going to be my trusted source right because as much as we say that there is no dearth of information out there that google is a treasure trove of so many different you know websites that all have information the truth is 
that at the end of the day, the sources that we keep going back to over and over again, the websites that we keep back going back to over and over again are actually platforms that we enjoy, that we like. These are the ones we follow on Instagram. These are the ones we follow on Facebook and YouTube and all these other social media platforms. These are the ones, although rarely we are going to go online and type their you know, URLs in the browser and go and skim through and see to whether or not we'll find the information that we want. And it can only be achieved, you can only find your place with an audience if you understand how they feel what kind of language or rather what kind of terminology would they sort of respond to if i was to create content which was you know completely in third person which starts off with you know depression is this that of a disorder you know where there are neurochemicals in your brain that are misfiring or there's an imbalance chances are i'm not going to retain any audience but if i was to start it with something which was a little more relatable maybe bring in Monday morning blues and helping people understand the difference between feeling sad and genuinely being depressed, then I have a better chance of catching that audience. Or as my former boss, uh, you know, who sort of started HD Health Shots with us used to say, catch them young and watch them grow. As he used to say, watch, catch them young and watch them grow. You write in a way, you write in a way that you catch their imagination and then they stay with you and as they go from millennials to some other generation or have gen z kids you make them stay there we're writing stories for them we're writing stories for people we want them to read that story and you know that headline that hits you the reason you open up a story we understand attention spans are a real you know extremely low at this point of time and it's the headline that catches your attention so the headline of course, needs to be catching your attention, but also not to sort of demean anyone in any sort of way. So agree with you on that completely. And, you know, as we're as we're nearing the end of today's episode, make out, you know, we've we've now talking about only my health and the content that gets put up there. We have seen what has really sort of uh, touched a chord with us is when we see all those videos where, you know, you explore that human interest angle and uh, the, the human interest stories that you bring to the audience, taking in health experts, taking in a real life story and projecting it. So in your opinion, you know, what is, what advice would you want to give to the young content creators and writers out there uh, what are the things that they need to keep in mind yeah neha i did touch upon uh, some of the things like you know the right use of words i would say uh, stay away from anything which is i mean and be cognizant of what you're writing what it will be read as be cognizant of that i also really want to bring in um, you know change the narrative of bad news is good news you know why not bring in a narrative of recovery when it comes to mental health why only focus on how you know how many cases are there and you know how do you what are the of course you know symptoms and treatment and all of that but i do also want to bring in the narrative of recovery people who are living you know living their normal happy lives um uh, and with with a mental illness and managing it it is possible let us bring those sort of stories to the fore focus and this is not just for health stories i would say for any story that you put out focus on balance focus on every word that you're writing is it based on fact it has to be credible. It has to be backed. It should ideally, when you're talking about health, backed by an expert. Any information, any nuska, any a home cure that you give out, be sure that you are backing it up 
because every word and every content piece that you're putting out, be that an article or a video, you have to go with the presumption somebody is going to consume it and try it out. So go with that assumption and be sure that every information that you put out is credible, is not going to have an adverse effect on anybody who's reading and consuming it. I also feel that, um, you know, as a mandate uh, for any information that relates to mental health, we we can spare two lines. We can spare a little bit of a space to, you know, give out helpline numbers, to give out uh, information of the right websites where people can reach out for help. I do think that while we do not serve in any way as, uh, you know, as a backup for experts, for, for doctors, but we can be a link. People who are looking for help reach out to you first as, as you know, as a credible health information site. Uh, they will come to you, like Meghna said, that are you feeling, is it just, you know, are you feeling sad? Is it Monday blues or is there something more? Do you actually need to go out and seek help, uh, professional medical help? That, you know, kind of link in the chain, if we are that site, we, if we are that platform, we have to do that with ultimate honesty and credibility and put out facts as they are without judgment and be there, you know, to help support and guide. I think these are the basic things. I mean, these are journalistic principles, really. And we need to be able to incorporate that when we are also covering health, specifically mental health as well. Absolutely. And, you know, this is this will always be conversation that's ongoing on what needs to be done, what you need to be cognizant of. And with a topic like mental health, how uh, important it is to actually follow through all that you've just you know, said. And uh, with that, I really want to thank you both for joining the SPAG Dialogue podcast and for helping us understand the sensitivities that are involved as a media person, as someone in this field in creating content on mental health. And for all our listeners, this was Megha Mamgen and Meghna Kriplani. And I'm Neha Chandra and you're listening to SPAG Dialogue. Thank Thank you for listening. If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations, subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website spagdialogue.com.